Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast. This week, we are wrapping up 2022 with a list of our favorite commanders that came out this year. So, joining me as always for this discussion is Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive. How's it going, Seth? I'm doing great, Tomer. How are you? Excited to talk about some really sweet commanders. Heck yeah, I'm excited to... It's a nice retrospective too, you know? There's some cards that I forgot came out this year because there's a lot so, so it's nice there's to been a few go back and four 425 commanders this year which is the, <laughs> the most ever record record breaking amount of new commanders to talk at about at least do yeah. five less come on it's good to it's good yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> for the memes at least so it's good to like refresh the memories and stuff uh, and then for people who are watching us on youtube uh, if you're not, if you're listening to this on Spotify and iTunes, thank you so much. But also, you might want to check out the YouTube video because Krim, <laughs> aka the Asian Avenger, is ready with his New Year's costume, and it's a shiny Gyarados. It's not a costume. I just, I just wore an red. outfit that I know. Fashion statement. I just wore an outfit I had laying around. I don't see where the the costume is. Uh, um, yeah. Oh, you noticed that? Oh, yeah. No, that, that's just a Gyarados beanie and in, in a little golden tight suit. That's it. <laughs> I always wear this. Mm-hmm. This is what I wear off stream. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I get comfortable. With. Yeah, like, oh, finally. Yeah. Yeah, Time yeah, to finally wind down. Can, can bust out the Gyarados toque. Um, all right. Speaking of toques, uh, Phil, aka Brewer's Kitchen, you're also wearing a toque. Uh, welcome. And uh, hi. Hi. What's up? We're also tired. It's, it's very early for some people, and it's very late for some of us. Yeah. Ah, by very late, everybody. you mean like two in the two in the afternoon or something? Four, right? four. Me and Toma, it's like oh, perfect. It's lunchtime for me. <laughs> <laughs> I am just, just about a going. To, I, would, I would be going to bed in exactly forty minutes. Yeah. Woo. Wow, that is right. insanely so late. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Yeah, let's let's see if we can get that bedtime on schedule. Then <laughs> it's okay. I had with, a coffee. Uh, yeah, with the community. Even Fuel, sponsored by Yeah, 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 that too. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, before we begin talking about commanders we like, a uh, quick reminder. If you want to support the channel, you can do so two different ways. You can either like and subscribe. Well, you should like and subscribe anyway. That's number one. It's free value wherever you're listening to this podcast. And the other way, if you want to support the channel with monies... Uh, you can head on over to mggoldfishmerch.com. You can buy our dock boxes, desk sleeves, t-shirts, and so much more over at mggoldfishmerch.com. No, mggoldfishmerch.com. Yes. Nailed it first time. <laughs> Tired. All right. And now let's jump into... Good morning, oh. Tomer. I, I, also, <laughs> I also wanted to say, I think most of the commanders we're going to talk about today have been played on Commander Clash. So if you want to see some of these commanders mm-hmm. in action, uh, check out Commander Clash if you haven't over on the MTG Goldfish Commander YouTube, and you can actually yes. actually see what these commanders do for a lot of them. Yes, uh, we did actually, a bunch of these were, were cards, so we ended up playing uh, for the final episode of the year as well, too. So boom, a uh, little, little connection there. All right, with that out of the way, Seth, let's kick it off with you. What is one of the, your favorite commanders that were printed in the year 2022? Uh, this is the super obvious choice. People probably would expect this to be the pick. But my number one commander of the year came out in uh, Kamigawa Nian Dynasty, actually, which is Ishin Two Heavens as one. It's the attack wow. monicon painter monicon three mana, three, four human samurai. When a creature attacking causes a triggered ability on a permanent you control the trigger, you trigger it an additional time. So... 
one of my favorite, probably my favorite thing in Commander is Pandermonicon effects, things that double up and just offer that value. But over the years of Commander Clash, I've come to appreciate being a little bit more aggressive, actually having the game end and attacking people, and Ishin just mashes those two things together. Now I get my Panharmonicon, double things up, draw a ton of cards, do a bunch of really ridiculous things, but also can end the game and make people die rather than just like plinking my Moldrifter for three hours or whatever when everyone looks at me, you know, with the, the angry eyes of like, come on, dude, like do something. So Ishin, <laughs> I love I love Ishin. It's just it's wow. a super fun commander to play. Ever since Seth discovered Boros, you, he's changed. I he's changed. Yeah. Like, what, you I don't, can draw cards while attacking? I don't Go know on. the Seth. I don't know the Seth. End the game. Get out of here. That's not the real Seth. Get out of here. Yeah. I mean, and I we, also, we, we also just got Phil to try it. Phil, what did you yes. think? You, you, you're you the Simic player. What did you think of having to try Ishin? Yeah, so I had to try Ishin for the Christmas episode and... It's, it's pretty good, I gotta say. I mean, I expected it to be, if I attack, I want some triggers with some value and double that up. That seems perfect. Man, I had a good draw and it was very cool. Yeah. Um, I I mean, if it would have Simic colors in it, although does Simic even have attack triggers? I don't, I don't think so. Uh, so yeah, I oh. think the, the card is just perfect. It's cheap, aggressively costed. Fits into, I mean, the best cards are probably, like, would be better if it was a... Uh, nah, Simic. three mana is actually <laughs> perfect. It, it's it's really the best card for the drop. There were different variants. There was a Gruel variant of this before, mm -hmm. but we never Wolfgar, saw it. Wolfgar, the something-something, yeah, something. nobody cares about Wolfgar. Yeah, yeah it's like Mad is essentially the colors for this. It's it's like, it's a slightly worse trigger, because I don't think it triggers off your opponent's stuff. It's only your own cre own permanence triggering. So it's less, less flexible, and it's only two colors. It's Gruel, red and green. I think cost more, too. Like, just nobody cared about Wolfgar. Yeah, that's... that's Ish, a It's all Ishin now. That's a really good point about Ishin, though, is, like, it does trigger Revenge of Ravens and all, there's some of these weird cards. Like, you think mm -hmm. about it as, like, oh, I play things that are creatures that trigger when they attack, and that is a lot of what you want to do with Ishin, but it actually mm -hmm. triggers a whole bunch of things because anything attacking that triggers your permanence is going to trigger. So you can play some weird, almost, like, Staxy, prisony style cards, too, that punish your opponent for triggering your things when they attack you, which is, is kind of a neat way to build around it. You know, I've seen like a Bushido. It, <laughs> I it, learned that from this. It past does season. not. It does not actually. Which yeah, I know it does not. So yeah. uh, which is a flavor. That's got to be an oversight on Wizard's part because it's even a samurai, which is like the Bushido. Yeah, gimmick, yeah, but like but... Bushido's very hard to make good. So <laughs> it's good against uh, you, isn't it, Tomer? Didn't didn't we learn? Didn't we learn? <laughs> oh that? come on! Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, so Isha's actually in my top three favorite too. I'm, I I don't have it in my list because Seth put it there first. Um, but I really like this commander. I think my only my only small criticism of it, and this is like in hindsight, because like I I was lauding it for like it's so flexible. You can build not just like attack trigger um, uh, Ishin like your own stuff, but you can like build like even like a goad deck. You can force everybody to go into your like light minefields and stuff, or caltrops where they start taking damage because they're goaded and they take double the damage from the light minefield and stuff. So you can like do weird things. It's so flexible. My only criticism is that it might be too good. 
Like, I was thinking about other commanders that I like a lot that have attack triggers. Like, Commander Liara Portier is, like, one of my favorite commanders that came out um, this year as well. But it's Boros, and she's five mana, and she has a powerful attack trigger, and I love her. But then I was thinking, like, why would I ever have Commander Liara as my commander? She's in Boros colors. I can just put her in Ishin. Ishin is three mana instead of five, and she's literally double as effective if I have Ishin as the commander, right? Like, all these attack trigger commanders are literally just better at the 99 if you have Ishin there because he's so cheap and he gives you three colors. So, like, why wouldn't you have him as the commander instead? So that's kind of like... It, it really is like him. it is kind of the just the best possible version i think of the attacking panorama yeah. i got it it's hard for me to imagine this getting beaten out in the near future i think this is also just yeah. a lot of people's favorite commander of the year because it's i think the highest ranked on edh rack out of all the 425 new legends printed this year this is number 11 overall out of all commanders so this is this is a pretty popular build around it's like if you like attack triggers you, you're building ishin and there's like and like, if, there's other attacks for commanders, but why would you pick those? Yeah, and if you like, like yeah. to be a dirtily Panarmonicon player, but you feel like getting a little aggro, yeah. this is also, like, the perfect commander for you to build. So it hits on a lot of a lot of different things for different people. I'm super glad. I love the, like, it's such a cool commander. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll move on from Seth's number one pick. Krim! Uh, I see something that I recognize. <laughs> Tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you haven't heard me talk about it before, my favorite from this year has actually been Zevlor Elturl Exile. This card has just, it's, okay, I loved Commander. The way I started Commander was that I just took all my favorite one-for-one spells and I threw it in a deck, right? I, I played Doomblade, I played whatever at the time. I learned very quickly that it was terrible. <laughs> but... Luckily, Zevlor rewards me for playing all these one-for-one cards, thus making these, like, my thoughtsies. All the cards I've played through my competitive, you know, my 60-card pass are now playable in Commander. Being able to go Bonfire of the Damned, Rakdos Return, have it hit the whole table. My personal favorite, of course, you know, turning head games and making it so everybody gets head gamed or briberying everybody's deck and of course my personal favorite is worst fears or cruel ultimatum uh, and like it's uh, so good it just hits well, the okay what does table. it do first you have to okay. tell the listeners for the listeners that don't know uh zevlor is just a four mana you know one and grixis four two with haste uh you can uh pay two mana to tap it the next spell you cast or copy uh, you get if it targets exactly one permanent or one player, it changes to all perm like all players or other uh, like like and it can only be opponents things. So, uh, it makes it so like you can go Jessica's will and I target you and then or oh copy it and then you can Ooh. then copy the whole table right. <laughs> so there's a lot you can do with this card and it really just makes me feel good knowing that I can thought seize in commander and not completely get laughed out of the game. So like this this is just god this year has been very grixis it's been all upside for grixis and i've been very happy with this year because for a long time grixis just had zero commanders that were like really all that different or that uh, like fun this one just ah it hit all the spots for me this year 
Plus, as we saw in a recent Commander Clash, it's a sneaky good Voltron Commander. You just, like, don't have any spells, <laughs> so you haste in for four. And That's my favorite sort of version Combat of damage. Yeah, Zephyr, Zephyr Voltron. That, that is not the version <laughs> like it normally is, I swear. <laughs> I just don't know why I drew that be lame. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. It, 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 it's, it's cool. Like, once you draw one of the spells, like Cruel Ultimatum or Worst Fears, it's, it's over, right? Imagine yeah, you're like, I'm not going to spoil it, but man, there was some. You beg for us at least. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, the one of the wild things is that Magic Thirties. A uh, Richard played a game with me, and and at one point, I had gotten somebody's Triska Deca file, and the whole table uh, actually kept trying to feed me cards so that I <laughs> couldn't. Oh, so you were above 13? I was above 13. And I think one of the most hilarious things was Richard tactically secret rendezvoused me to put me up cards. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This card is gas. It turns all your targeted spells into multiplayer. Basically, it takes all these, like, not inefficient. They take your single target spells and then makes them scale them up. They all scale for commander, yeah. Yeah, but like bribery is a good spell, and then you just made it three times as effective for each opponent, right? Like instead of searching one person's library for a creature, now you search each opponent's library for a creature. That's amazing. Just because Will like is already a very good card, but it targets, right? So now you get to target three people, exile nine cards, make a billion red mana. Like, like this card makes like inefficient targeted spells good. And it yeah. makes like good targeted spells ridiculous, right? Yeah. So, and and that's yeah. not even accounting all the things you copy with it. And last like thing is I learned very quickly that arcane bombardment is absurd with this Ooh, card. Yes. Ooh. Oh yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I was doing some dirty things with this. <sighs> Gross. Yeah, this card's sick. Kill kill him first. Excuse you? <laughs> I didn't say anything. Uh, I was saying actually, it's Phil's Phil's time to to suggest uh, his favorite. Yes. <laughs> so I actually got this in paper, and it's Manius Kalga, five mana, two and Esper colored, uh, legendary creature, a studies warrior, three five double strike, and here comes the important part. Whenever one or more tokens enter the battlefield under your control, you draw a card and six generic mana, no tapping, create two white studies with vigilance. So I got the precon for this and I still haven't took it apart yet, but my plan is to fuse it with the Urza Old Border precon and spice it up with a lot of like artifacts and enchantment that create tokens like bitter blossom yeah i'm sorry but maybe smothering tide depending on how evil mm-hmm. i want to be with this and then i throw in phyrexian altar and ashnaut's altar and then i go infinite and that's how i win the game it seems like a super grindy dirtly deck with a pretty easy combo finish and the card is just so flexible. Just whenever one or more token enters the battlefield, not creature token or whatever, just a treasure. Ooh, draw a card, a clue. The only thing this card could be better is if it would be Sultai, since I'm still searching for a Sultai commander, since there's like Lonis, Yarok, Eloise. There's so many in between Sultai. You could probably build my favorite deck ever. 
if this text box was on a Soltai Commander, hell yeah. But this one, man, yeah, it's pretty sweet. And I can't wait to see how the deck turns out. I don't want to rip apart the precons before I played enough with them. So I probably want one or two more Commander Knights with this. But then it's time to get some proxies, especially like, oh, imagine this with um, Black Market connections. Every turn you get a treasure, Ooh. draw cards. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah. Ah, it's just pure value and such a obviously broken combo ability in the end. Just six mana, no tapping. Yeah, that, yeah. that will combo yeah. pretty easily. I mean, infinite mana means infinite creatures and infinite card draw. Infinite card draw. Right? It's just yeah, like you draw your deck, you make all the creatures, yeah. you make all the mana. Yeah, I'm I'm actually surprised. This was a card when they printed it. I really like this card, but I was surprised it didn't have like a a restriction on it. It seems yeah. like one of those cards yeah. that these days they stick once per turn on, but this one doesn't have that. I also, I know we're talking about commanders, but I got to shout out just the Warhammer precons. Like you talked about still mm -hmm. playing the precons. I was so impressed with those. Like I still have one of the precons that I still play unaltered because they just turned out so good. Like I think those, if we were talking about precons of the year, I think the Warhammer decks are like easily the best precons of the year by far. I don't know. They're I mean, not old border. <laughs> I like the old border ones <laughs> just for... All the cards it gave me, but I haven't even played with oh. it yet. I don't know how they play. Yeah, I I think the Warhammer ones are exciting, but I feel people are sleeping on the other ones that came out. Like the Urza and Mishra out of the box are ridiculously good. I got I went the Urza. To, um, yeah, I went to I went to convention summit, and they had like a gimmick where you could play with a content creator and three other people in the pod, and each person was given a precon to play, and they were just like a mixed bag from basically the last two years, so like Midnight Hunt all the way to the, the Urza and Mishra ones. And all of them were doing like really well. Like they were super impressive. Um, like I was just cleaning up with the, the vampire from Midnight Hunt, some Falcon Rat thingy. And it was like super. Strephon? Yeah. Strephon. Yeah. Yeah. The blood tokens. Yeah. So like, yeah, if, if you just want to have like a quick, a quick deck these days, like the precons are really They've they really went up and beyond since like political puppets in 2011. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think no, they playable now. They finally kind of like figured it out. I think how to make good precons for the most part. Although the mana base still stop the snarls and the the temples, please, Watsy. Oh, like you gosh. could still you could still improve imagine, there. Imagine running multi putting multiplayer lands into the multiplayer, yeah, like the battle bond with... lands or something. Oh, like yes. oh, it's so obvious. The technology's just not there. Just the colony. Ugh. Anyway, uh, Marnius though very sick. I, I'm also I'm very team team have infinites because please kill us. Yeah, I learned yeah. this <laughs> after playing Lornis and <laughs> winning, but just by everybody scooping out of boredom. So yeah, it's gotta end somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, uh, we'll move on to mine. My absolute favorite one, Ishin's in the top three, but my absolute favorite of the bunch is unquestionably Myra the Magnificent, which I know, I know a lot of people are like, ugh, infinity, bad, blah, 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 rabble, rabble. But honestly, this is my favorite. And if you like Is It, basically, if you like Is It, then you're either like uh, Spell Slingers or Artifacts, and Myra does both. So. Explaining the card is going to be a little bit rough, but it's four mana, is it? Two, four. Uh, and it says whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell from your hand, 
open an attraction. I'm not going to explain what an attraction is yet, but basically <laughs> what do you need to know is that it's an artifact. It's an artifact permit on the battlefield, all right? So you you basically make an artifact permit on the battlefield. That's the important part. Then she has a big activated ability, X, tap her, exile target, instant or sorcery card with main value X or less from your graveyard and choose an attraction you control that doesn't have a midway counter on it. Put a midway counter on it and then you, whenever you visit the attraction, copy the exile card. You may cast a copy without playing its, uh, paying its mana cost. So basically, she she takes instant sorcerers in your graveyard and puts imprints them onto your artifact attraction. Whenever you trigger your attractions, you get to cast those spells for free. So if you have like suspend spells that have zero mana, like Ancestral Vision and Inevitable Betrayal, you can activate it for zero mana, uh, imprint the card, and then you, whenever you trigger the attraction, you Inevitable Betrayal for free. You Ancestral Vision for free. So you Bribery for free. You're drawing three cards for free. Super great value to you. And the fact that she makes a lot of artifacts, well, is it's really good at Spellslinger and it's really good at artifacts. You're merging the two together. So now you can like uh, tap these for improvise. So, uh, or you can, or because they're artifacts, you have affinity for artifacts. You can cast Thoughtcast for one mana very easily. And you open another attraction uh, uh, doing that as well. Um, You can do like, you can uh, gates of gear pour or whatever. You can tap artifacts uh, to deal damage. You can inspiring statuary. You can tap your your attractions to cast all your other non artifact spells in your in your deck for free. Gals of Prismari says you can tap artifacts to add blue or red to cast and spend that only on your instant and sorcery spells. So boom, boom, boom. Like there's like layers and layers of synergies that are crossed between spellslinger and artifact. And Myra puts them together. She's the only spellslinger she's the only is it commander out there that takes spellslinger and artifacts and puts them together in such an efficient way like she's so good just the annoying thing is like ah oh, yes yeah, infinity blah 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 rabble rabble but she's oh i love her so much she's so great yeah i, I, I mean, gotta say oh we we played ahead, with infinity in vegas and i didn't know how attractions played but i drafted an attraction deck and then I read the card again, and she seems like the most fun commander ever, honestly. Like, this seems so, first of all, powerful and really, really fun. I get that it's infinity and meh, 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 and good point, but man, that seems super <laughs> fun. I think you sold me on it, because when I when I first read this, I thought, oh, it's like, there's a million Is It Spellslinger commanders. This is just like a weird infinity take on Is It Spellslinger commander. But the artifact synergies that I hadn't really thought through, just like the value of having an attraction on the battlefield, just because it's a free artifact that you're getting from casting a spell. I think that that is like really neat. And that does kind of set Mira apart from all the, uh, you know, the the nibs of the world and the million other options you have for Is It Spellslinger and commander. I don't know. I, I played her five times so far because I have a paper version of her. And every single time people are like, what are our attractions? And then afterwards they like it. Like I haven't won any games, but I've done a lot of really cool things with her. And if you really want to be like super sweaty, you can start imprinting extra turn spells. Like imagine oh, no. if you have like five oh. attractions open, all of them have an extra turn spell on them. It's chances pretty sweaty. Are, like, yeah, I'm not sure yeah, that's chances are like you're going to hit an you're going to cast an extra turn spell every single turn, possibly multiple ones, and those open attractions as well. So like yeah, you just win the so game. You can only I don't have, have 10 any attractions extra turn spells though, though, right? Though. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Isn't there a cap on the number of attractions you can have? 22. Oh, okay, you're going to have Wait, 22. So, okay. uh, I thought 22 it was 10. Ones. 
So you have to Wait, have at least, least, minimum? At least 10? At, at least 10, least 10 to make yeah. it yeah. Oh, an attraction deck. Oh, yeah. But I run all 22, baby, because the track opened up very quickly. You, you oh, get taxi and probe, you open an attraction. You frantic oh, search, you open an attraction. Just because you, you open an attraction. to only have one of each, right? Yeah. yeah. What? You but can't what play multiple of the cost? same attraction. What, what does she cost um, to play? Four. Oh, my God. This is yeah. very good, Great. actually. Great, but nobody nobody knows her because she's just like, ugh, I'm yeah. But let me let me tell you, if you if you actually sit down with the the card, it's it's not that hard to understand. It's definitely a lot simpler than like ninety percent of the legal cards that are printed, especially like the double face monstrosities that we get, or like the I don't know Transformers and Strixhaven dual whatever nonsense. So like I don't know, she's not that hard. Do you and blah 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 infinity? But she's. Really good. Did you rule zero in some Acorn attractions just for fun? No. Oh, no. Nope. I would have all been. strictly <laughs> legal. All strictly legal. Nothing. No shenan. No is here. It's just all legal, fair magic, as Richard Garfield intended. No acorns. But you could stack yeah. dice. Yeah. <laughs> I. I mean. I, I. I would love to, but I've been vetoed. Or whatever that absurd clone one is. There's some good ones. Yeah, you could clone into any legendary or something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Figure out off the top of my head <laughs> that, any single yeah. one. I was just like Ragavan. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Myra's sick. Um, Seth, next mm. next favorite one from the list. What I you have, got for us. I have another four mana commander, and uh, this is another one that I think was pretty hyped this year. Again from Kamigawa, but this time from the set boosters, and it's Go Shintai of Life's Origin. The new Shrine Commander, essentially, it's a, th a four mana, three in a green for a three, four legendary enchantment creature shrine. You can pay five mana, one of each color, to return an enchantment card and tap it to return an enchantment from your graveyard to the battlefield. And whenever it or another non-token shrine enters the battlefield under your control, you make a one, one colorless shrine enchantment creature token, which is not a shrine creature. That's the one thing I dislike about this card. A shrine is like an enchantment type rather than a creature type, which is a little awkward at first. But this this is, oh boy, the perfect commander for shrines. I've always loved shrines. They're kind of like a just a meme. They've always been horrible. Like, they first came in Kamigawa 20 years ago. There were five of them. Then we got some in a core set, and then they reprinted some in most recent Kamigawa. They value having a whole bunch of, each shrine is kind of like enchantment slivers. They power each other up. The more you have on the battlefield, the more ridiculous it uh, gets. And this is just like the perfect commander to tie that all together. Not only does it let you get your shrines back from the graveyard if they die with its reanimation ability, but it also also just make shrines so that powers up all of your other shrines so this is it's just a really really fun a really really fun way to play the only issue with this card that i see outside of the shrine creature type thing is it kind of leads itself to being an enchantress deck and it can actually be very powerful or immediately become the arch enemy i think people know shrines enough now that they know if you can get a few of them on the battlefield the value really quickly becomes overwhelming and it's hard for everyone else to keep up and the easiest way to deal with that is just kill goshintai of life's origins kill goshintai if you just keep it off the battlefield it becomes much much harder to get to that huge enchantment snowball so if anything it might be too threatening for its own good and it just dies a ton but if you keep this on the battlefield oh my goodness you just do ridiculous things with the shrines and there's even a shrine panharmonicon uh, in sanctum of all from uh from the course that double oh, yeah. triggers all of your shrines so yeah uh i played it twice this year i think once i just got absolutely crushed the other time i think i got some shrine value and then got absolutely crushed but i still had fun 
playing it both times. I think you won that one. Did no? I win? Did I win the you second kept, one? Like, reanimating all of them. Maybe I. Maybe I did win the second time. I'm pretty sure you like destroyed us. This is another one that's actually pretty popular too. I think it's one of the one of the yeah. more popular commanders of the year. Yeah, this one I see a lot, like at, at LGS and stuff. I I did not know Ishin was the most popular. I, it is a very popular, but I always see Goshintai like everywhere. And I mean, and it's like not a joke. And I think everybody part of has it, a Goshintai, really right? Like, cause, like it's really yeah. popular. Yeah, everyone has yeah. Goshintai. It's not that expensive, and the best cards in your deck are like uncommon shrines. So that's yeah. like fifteen of the cards that you want in your deck are these random uncommon. So mm-hmm. if you can build a budget mana base, it's actually like not a super expensive deck to put together and it just people love shrines like every time i make a video about shrines in any format people just love it so it's got like this big cult following i think the shrine card type it's actually good though like, i i play a lot against it in historic brawl uh and even there it's like if you let them untap with it and have like one or two upkeeps it's oh, it's for sure over it's you're over. gonna discard yeah. like five cards every upkeep or they gain they're gonna draw five yeah, like cards and shoot down all yeah. your stuff yeah cool. yeah they're not they're not a joke like yeah you have to like you have to like board wipe the enchantress a lot and it is an enchantress deck too so like you get all you get all those like enchantresses where it's like whenever an enchantment enters the battlefield you draw a card you have like the sithis and stuff you get and the, then they have like ramp the good ramp all the like enchantment mm-hmm. land ramp sanctum weaver so it really does have all the like good pieces that you want and all the mass reanimation is like Ooh. the scariest part like yeah. you board wipe them and you think you're like okay but then they have replenish open the vaults Eerie ultimatum, uh, uh, brilliant restoration, and they're just like all there. So you have to like you have to farewell them. You gotta yeah. you gotta hit, you either gotta like destroy or you gotta ex- and exile or you gotta just you just gotta farewell them. God, um, farewell sets back so. Farewell many is the nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> like, I never permanently. Play farewell. Uh, get my slicer deck real good. <laughs> get my Myra deck real good. Gross. But yes, it is, it is a very, it's like, I, I'm glad that they printed it. Like, shrines are very popular. People didn't like Sise, even though I, I was I was on Team Sise for a long time. But this one is like actually a shrine too. Yeah. So it's more flavorful. I will say, I know there's like a million commanders, and that's like maybe a good thing and a bad thing, how many we're getting today. But Wizards mm-hmm. has done a really good job of giving commanders for these weird janky card types recently which is one of my favorite things they've been doing we get like oh it's a commander for worm tribal a commander for shrines these like weird old things from magic's past Uh, and i think that's like a positive for the format even if maybe we get too many legends now overall like the fact that these weird janky themes are getting support i think that's a really good thing Mm -hmm. all right crim what do you got for number two number two is okay it's another Grixis commander. It's yeah. Evelyn the Covetous. Now, normally I've don't like I've I've had I constantly make vampire decks, but Evelyn is a vampire commander. Uh she is two blue black hybrid, black and red black hybrid with flash from Capenna. Whenever uh Evelyn or another vampire enters the battlefield under your control, exile the top card of each player's library with a collection counter on it. Once each turn, you may play a card from exile with a collection counter on it if it was exiled by an ability you controlled, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast it. So if you find any instants and sorceries, you can access the pool of cards uh, exiled by Evelyn on someone else's turn. And of course, on your turn, you can do whatever sorceries and things like that. Normally, vampires, I've built them over the time, 
I've played Commander, and they kind of always play the same. They always play the same, and I think the reason why I thoroughly love this is because finally Vampires feels different, uh, and it, it adds like this subtle theft deck into it. And I think the biggest thing about this that I thoroughly loved is that it scaled to whatever power level the table was. Because at the core of it, you are a vampire deck, but you scale to like whatever the, uh, like, you know, if the power of your opponents are just playing absurd things, you're going to get absurd things. If it's just like a, a, like a low power to mid power, you'll get about the same thing. So it made it. Evelyn eventually just kind of became like if I were playing a game of Commander, a pickup game, I didn't know people, I would play Evelyn. Because at its core, I'm just playing vampires. And then I steal from you whatever you're playing. And if you're playing some busted things, then I guess we're going to get some busted things. That's actually a pretty good point. <laughs> like, it's been, it's worked thoroughly for me. Uh, like, like, it's just been such a good time. Uh, I've played with a lot of people with this deck. It's just so much fun. And, like, yeah, vampires just, it feels good that it's just different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it feels vampire it yeah. still, yeah, it still feels vampire-y, and I think you're super right that, like, most vampire decks are just, like, tribal beatdown decks, like, oh, I'm a vampire lord, oh, I make more vampires, so it's really cool right. to have a different, yeah. a different play style uh, out, of, out of Evelyn, just doing something different than other vampires, and it's another one of those, like, commanders that generate card advantage which actually tend to be pretty powerful so i think i like right. that aspect of it too you're you're always gonna have something to do once you get evelyn going if you can keep it on the battlefield a bit right right it's just once you lose her but otherwise you just fall back on a vampire plan yeah it's a vampire deck i mean i really like her i, I like the fact that like 99 percent of the vampire decks are let's let's face it's edgar markov right 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 it's it's the eminence it's the yeah boy um <laughs> And the, the 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 most annoying thing about Edgar Markov is like there can never be a more powerful Edgar Markov for the for for the sake of the the format you know like he's right, already right. at the peak he's already reached the top of the mountain and so how do you compete with that well you give different colors to vampires and you give a different archetype and this one is all about theft so you're not competing with Edgar in terms of power level for vampire travel you're competing in terms of different archetype different flavor different cards card pool and evelyn does a great job at it she's not like a edgar level threat uh she's a scaling threat and she gives a unique twist to vampires in a, in a slightly different colors as well so i think she's like a really excellent design and yeah uh the theft effect is also cool like you said it scales so you can bust it out as a first game for anybody that you're not really sure what their power levels is and you'll get like good stuff or bad stuff. It depends. Okay. (laughs) 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 Well, we're going to get through these real fast. This is going to be a fast podcast. Uh, Phil, what do you got for number two? All right. I got uh, Mishra (laughs) Eminent one. We did did the (laughs) New Year's episode release at the point this podcast releases. I don't want to spoil anything. Yes, maybe. Considering it's my favorite commander from this year and it is available on Magic Online, could I'll probably replay it in an episode where we play our favorite commanders from the year. And we've (laughs) seen me play it uh, before. So it's a five mana, two and Grixis, uh, legendary creature, obviously, human artificer. uh, Artificer. 
Five, four, and cool ability here. At the beginning of combat on your turn, create a token that's a copy of target non-creature artifact you control, except its name is Mishra's Warform, so you can copy legendary stuff. It's a four, four construct artifact in addition to its other types. It gains haste, and at the end of turn, I sacrifice it. So this is a lot of text for... I create a copy of a non-token artifact every turn and sacrifice it afterwards. And this creates insane value with pretty much anything, especially stuff like uh, Microsoft's Wellspring or Eco Wellspring, stuff that enters the battlefield and leaves the battlefield with an effect. And well, once once you get to copying cool stuff like uh, Covered a Jewel or... Oh, maybe poor old Phyrexia. You can get so much value with this. It's just, and it's for free. No, it's just every combat it happens. It's competitively costed, I think. I mean, you're playing a lot of uh, mana rocks in the deck. I am so close to buying this precon just for this commander. Uh, I have good news for you, Phil. I, I have it built in paper, and it is a lot of fun. I built mine, sh- like, yeah. just no infinites, no anything, but it, it is yeah. fun just as an aggro beatdown with artifacts. Yeah, well, just scratch the yeah. aggro. I don't want to attack with these no, things. No, like, I, I, I play Blast Furnace, Hellkite. I do all of it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's Ooh, a lot yeah. of fun, though. Yeah, I, It seems, I think uh, like, whenever I played it, it was... It's like Pater Harmonicon as well. It, it doubles your enter the battlefield triggers and sacrifice I, and... You can play Panharmonicon with it, and it gets... Yeah. Even if you better. squint hard enough, it's it's kind of a Panermana gun. I do like that. All, every everything is Panermana yeah. now. Every mechanics kicker, every card's Panermana gun. That's the the magic world I want to live in. Um, I actually like how flexible it is, though. Like Crit mentioned, you can go aggro with it. You can also build it really high powered infinite combo if you want to. Try to just be like full on arch enemy. I'm going to win as efficiently as possible. Sadly, though, it seems like you're often the arch enemy. I think we've seen Phil yeah. play this twice, and both times mm-hmm. like. Once you get Mishra going and that free value starts adding up, the whole table's like, oh, my God, we got to kill Phil now or else like this is just going to get out of hand. (laughs) So so I don't know. I don't know if there's a solution to that problem or if Mishra is just like just going to make you the arch enemy. You just got to accept it. falls. Yeah, like falls in line with just like every artifact deck, right? Like, like not not like it plays it like not that it plays the same, but in that anytime there is an artifact deck, you've seen me say it numerous times. We have to kill the artifact deck. Like everybody knows, you just got to kill the artifact. I don't I don't care what you have on board. We got to kill the artifact deck. Yeah. There's like not good artifact commanders out there. Just people don't play them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's not a bluff, right? Whenever you see this yeah. going off with like an Ica Spring or something. Next turn is probably going to be worse, and the turn afterwards, yeah. it's probably going to be mm-hmm. absurd. <laughs> like yeah. well, the one game you had Master Transmuter or whatever, you just put a massive like like thing. Oh in yeah, the if you yep. can cheat. All right. Oh yeah. Oh, what's the Arkham? Uh, the one oh, from Arkham Dags. Yeah. If yeah, you can do yeah. so, this one just taps to sacrifice a non-creature creature or like a artifacts. creature artifact, and then you tutor a non-creature. Of Onto the battlefield, non-creature artifact, and then you copy it with Mishra. It's no, it's uh, oh, yeah. just, you just make a copy of a non-creature artifact of Mishra, turn it into a creature, and you sacrifice that token, oh, yeah. oh, which is going to die anyway, <laughs> and then find your best non-creature. Could be a dark seal forge to make all your stuff indestructible, but it could be just like a Phyrex portal to Phyrex, or it could be literally anything. Yeah, literally anything that's going to be winning the game. Some like ten mana artifact that's going to yeah. be super bad for it everyone is, else. 
It is an arch enemy, but I don't think it's like any more of an arch enemy than like Marnius Calgar. Like if Marnius is on the battlefield, it's got to die or else he's going to draw like a bajillion guards. I think it's worse. I I grade this way over Marnius. Marnius just draws cards, right? But he can combo. But Mishra is just like, I put my thing down. Anything I copy is going to either draw me a billion cards or be a, a massive threat. Yeah. I, I will say that of the artifact commanders, I, this Mishra Eminent one does feel way more fair uh, than the other ones, which isn't yeah. saying which it, like it's not like it's like a bad card. It's just like it's way more fair than like Brea. It's it's <laughs> right? it's kind of a valuey. Yeah. It's kind of a valuey commander, really. Like it's all the yeah. Dagsons and the extra artifact pieces that are so scary. Like oh, Goblin Welder's busted, Arkham Dagson busted, yep. but Mishra itself is kind of like a, a sweet valuey ending right. piece rather than a, a broke, a straight up broken on its own commander. I think. But you still oh, gotta kill. You don't it. have to kill him every turn. But yeah, <laughs> but you still. But yeah, they're playing all the Arkham Dagsons and Goblin Welders and the broken artifact stuff in the deck. That's the that's the problem. <laughs> you but you pop off an Icar Wellspring. Like how much lower do you go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is, it is very sweet though like it's it's just cool it's a cool deck it does really it does fairly unique things too like turning things and caring specifically about non-creature artifacts and then turning them into creature artifacts and the fact that they're tokens like there's so many things you can uh synergize with but yeah so. like you'd probably do sweet things with like verticlad or whatever right can you like turn non-creature artifacts oh, yeah. into tokens and turn all your stuff into copies of them like there's got to be some it's really in the, it's in the, the pre-con and i got like absolutely bodied by that <laughs> like yeah <laughs> yeah i imagine that sounds uh, pretty good yeah um, well, I'm going to move on to, to my second pick, which is also an artifact, which is also played, uh, alongside Phil's Mishra Eminent One. <laughs> Not this guy. This is... It's always... It's a car! Vroom, 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 vroom. <sighs> it's, it's a car. Oh no, what is this? <laughs> it's Slicer! Uh, Slicer Hired Muscle. It's a five mana red legendary artifact creature robot. <laughs> It's a 3-4 with more than meets the eye of 3 mana. Double strike haste. At the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, you may have that player gain control of Slicer until end of turn. If you do, untap Slicer, goad it, and it can't be sacrificed this turn. If you don't, you convert it. What does converting mean, you mean? Ah, the other side. Slicer, (laughs) high-speed antagonist. It's a legendary artifact vehicle because it's a car. It's a 3-2 living metal. As long as it's your turn, this vehicle is also a creature. First strike haste whenever it deals combat damage to a player converted at the end of combat. So, what do you do, you see? You play this for three mana on its backside of the car, and then you smash the car into somebody's face. And then before they can call the cops or whatever, you flip it. Oh no, it's a robot! And then you can get away from the crime scene. No one knows the wiser. And as a 3-4 double strike haste, you hand it over to each opponent, you see. And it's goaded, and it has haste. It has double strike. It can't be sacrificed. It's going to start smashing people. And then you give it, like, you give it trample. You give it protection. Uh, it's also great with stuff that has, like, attack triggers. Whenever an equipment says, like, whenever the equipped creature does something, you get stuff, you're the one who gets it. So, for example, uh, Goldvein Pick says whenever the equipped creature deals combat damage, you make a you make a, a treasure token. You, the owner of, of the equipment... 
get to, or the controller of the equipment get to have the treasure. So slicer, an opponent smacking with slicer because they have to. You make the treasure. Uh, Umazawa's Jute, you get the charge counters. You get to use the charge counters. Uh, sort of body and mind, sort of X Y Z whatever. You get all the triggers. So sort of fire nice. You get to you get to shock two things and draw two cards, baby. It's so <laughs> good, and it goes around for each opponent. So you do it like you get like you got four triggers. Four times, four times two, eight triggers on on these uh, combat damage thingies for an entire turn cycle. Oh boy, I love it! It's so fun. This, what do you guys think? Was it fun? This, this has this, to be the card I underrated most out of the year. Because when I saw this, I was like, oh, whatever. Like, sure, like that's kind of a funny gimmicky commander. And you've played it a couple times, and it is a legitimately scary card. It usually comes down on turn two off of some ramp spell and then flips around, and then you put an equipment on it, and it's like a two two shot kill. And because it's going around the table, it's like people can just kill you if they want to. That's been the experience <laughs> both games that showed up. If like you play it and then Krim attacks me and Phil attacks me, I probably just die on the spot to commander damage. So I thought this was like some janky meme underpowered card, but this card is legitimately scary. Like I have a very healthy respect of Slicer now. Yeah, like it comes yeah. down very early, and the, it just has that double strike randomly. I'm just like, oh, I keep forgetting that it has that yeah. every time. Yeah, and honestly, I think one of the key parts, the, the the major things about this is that last line of text. It can't be sacrificed. So normally you give something and people just sack it and, you know, like, thanks yeah. for giving me two additional mana to Phyrexian Tower. God, that – oh, that part is so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think – like reading the card doesn't explain how it, – it sounds like, oh, yeah, you just have a chump block or something. Sure, it then it has trample and double strike and then it, it just It doesn't have trample. People. You have to give it trample. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. that's what I mean. It's – if you build your deck around it, it's just a killing machine. And so far, we've seen it in two games. I'm not going to spoil the other one. Watch it if you think the card is underwhelming, because, man, it's... Oh, it's dangerous. It is not a joke. It's very it scary. It is not a joke. I, I will say, like, it is an arch enemy deck, and it is... I wouldn't play it in a casual pod. Like, if it's a low-power table, don't run this. It's too strong. The deck grooves. Like, the... You're going to kill people before they start casting anything. Yeah. Uh, I think this might be this might be like my Mimi CDH deck even like oh, I want to see how how high power I can take this. It's like <laughs> what turn one slicer each game, like what what can we do with that? What 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 shenanigans can happen there? I've got a question um, for Transformers though. So that's a car. What if you step into yes. that car? Is there like transformer organs in there, or is it a functioning car? Oh, and if oh, it transforms while you're parts. in there. <laughs> they're just like robots like robotic parts there's like screws and nuts okay and so you can't drive well, they won't have like a leather they, seat or something in there like so you can be comfy. have have their their spark right like also their own spark like it's essentially their robotic heart oh it's in there mm. just instead of a steering wheel yeah. it's like the okay i was just Wait, wondering that. doesn't it have like a steering wheel and stuff it does. you like step into the car and it looks like a car isn't that part of the disguise yeah like humans have been have gotten into like autobots uh, and whatnot and and have yeah Gross. what happens if we they transform with a human inside? Look, look we don't we don't oh. question the logic okay I, mean, that's, that's like, I think i swear i feel like that's something made i i think robot chicken or something did a spoof on that where they they transform with somebody in them and it's oh, just like no. it's brutal and bloody <laughs> okay and that's what i expect <laughs> yeah yeah 
I remember watching like the first Transformer movies. Cause I never watched after that, but the first one there, it's like he went into Bumblebee. Like the main character would like go into Bumblebee. He didn't know that it was a Transformer at first. Yeah. So like that's the disguise part. So, but, but can you yeah. go into Beasties, Tomer? That's the real question. Oh god. What's what's no. inside a Beastie? <laughs> Awesomeness. <laughs> <laughs> It was also set in prehistoric times, Seth. If you, oh. if you were a true, true Beasties fan, I, I am not. It was set in prehistoric, <laughs> so there weren't there weren't even like any any like humans around to like hang out. It was like oh. there were dinosaurs and thing. Oh. I think it, I think there were dinosaurs. There were Bruce, like, Megatron was a, a T Rex. Who's the bad guy? Yeah, but Optimus was a gorilla. Yeah, yeah. what's it, up with that? Well, I mean, it's just like dinos were like Decepticons, right? There oh, were di- but there were dinosaurs and there were mammals hanging. There were there were dinosaurs and gorillas hanging around at the same, yeah. time, same There was time the period. giant tarantula spider one, and there's yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a cheetor cheetah. Yeah, that one. That I think that, yeah, that one. That was pretty cool. <laughs> That was a good. That was a good it's show. Beast Wars, but but yeah, Beasties. <laughs> Beasties. I'm a sure. Beastie boy. Sure. Right? Okay. Okay. It, it just sounds terrible every true, time you true, say it out loud. True gamers. True Beastie boys would know how you call it. <laughs> Hashtag Beastie boys. <laughs> I think that name is already taken. <laughs> yeah, no, it's there it right to now. say that. <laughs> I came up with it by myself right now. All right. Um. Yeah. I will also, also for Slicer, one of my very first decks that I ever made was uh, a Corona deck that was literally Slicer. It was five color. At the beginning of each person's upkeep, they, they gain control of her. So you don't even have an option of whether or not you want to give it to her. And the idea was like you put vows and stuff on her so she can't attack you and you pillow for it up and then your opponents uh, then force, then you have to force her to attack because she can't, she doesn't have a goat or anything. Um, so you force people to attack with her, you pillow force so you can't be attacked, and then you hope to kill, have each other, other people kill each other. It was terrible. She would get sacrificed. You would have to have protection. If people disenchanted the protection, you would die because yeah. people would be like, oh, we'll just all attack the person. It, there were so many levels of trying to get that to work. So it was my first deck that I built by myself, but like I took it apart. It just it was it, so many steps. It was so bad. And Slicer just has, has literally everything that I had a problem with. Like, oh yeah, you don't you don't have to give it to an opponent. Oh yeah, it's goaded so they can't attack you, and they have to attack. And oh yeah, it has uh it has uh can't be sacrificed. Like, perfect, perfect. Too strong? Yes, but <laughs> perfect. Anywho, <laughs> um, all right, final round. Uh, third card set. What is your third favorite of the year? So I was going to go with Rotodrobic of Ruborg, but I feel like I got a little bit too much of the same thing on my list where, like, there are all these four drops that just generate a ton of value. I have I have a card, though, that I think I like even more. The problem is I haven't got to play it yet because it's new and it hasn't come to Moto. So I'm going to go with an Antibite Bad Influence, which is a deck that I just really want to build because I think it's super unique. So Anti-Blight, if you're not familiar with Anti-Blight, it's a three mana red Devil Advisor, the Devil on the Shoulder thing. It's a 2-2 with flying. It says when a source you control deals damage to you, put that many plus one plus one counters on it, and then you can pay two and tap it and remove counters to deal that much damage to something. I'm really excited about just the play style of this. I love commanders that 
push you in a unique direction and anti-blight's like self-damage direction is pretty unique it makes a lot of cards that you wouldn't really play in any other commander deck really really good uh, we talked about this on the jumpstart episode a few weeks ago but stuff like wheel of misfortune can grow this into a one-shot commander damage star or volcano helion it also works well with like heartless hit sugu any self-damage like you can go the uh, you can go the staxi route like the tor brand if you see the cards that tor brand likes because they deal a bunch of damage mana barbs or spell shocks any of that kind of stuff is really sweet with this as well because it's just going to keep growing your commander so i think it's a really interesting way to build around a red commander it's just a really unique effect so this is a card that i haven't like i said i haven't really got to play with it yet but it is very high in my list of decks that i can't wait to build because it just seems super super fun to play with and super unique i'm still it so sad like cool. there's no angel <laughs> counterpart to this i don't know why they missed yeah. this yeah, it's such a cool artwork yeah. it little, would fit. little flavor fail <laughs> oh, the card is super cool though it's ah oh, i love the artwork with the with the insane kill power of it it's so trolly it looks so <laughs> stupid and then well i guess uh, i can kill somebody right now <laughs> It, it, and it's a little it, it reminds me like this has been my year of hatred when it comes to commander decks like i've gotten so many hatred kills where it's just like oh i spend a huge chunk of my life but someone dies this is like the red hatred on a commander essentially like it, it rewards the same thing like you're gonna take a lot of damage there's risk involved you could end up hurting yourself so much that someone just kills you but there's a huge reward where if you're willing to take that risk you can't just be one-shotting people like really early in the game and if you put lifelink on her, like a Basil's Caller or something like that, then you just gain all that life right back. Yeah, Shadow's here off of my Urza Saga and my Anti Blight, and uh, yeah, you're you're in trouble. I I do I do have one warning to you, Seth. Yes. This is just Slicer, Seth. <laughs> this is Slicer. But instead of... You're like, oh, I'm going to one-shot people. Oh, I'm going to one-shot people. Oh, I am the baddie. <laughs> it's it's Slicer, but what I like about it it's as opposed slicer. to Slicer is Slicer rewards you for playing a bunch of, like, staple equipment. <laughs> this this rewards you for playing Volcano Helion and Wheel of Misfortune and cards that no other deck would play. So I think that's why it appeals to me more is, like, the cards that go around it are just not cards that you would play in most decks. When Slicer is like, oh, sort of, sort of fire noise is really good. Like, duh. Yes, of course, Tomer, we knew that. Like, yeah, you, you cracked it. You figured it out. Swords are good. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Onaginata was okay, uh, there's, a commander okay. all-star. That All did right. almost kill me. That is, that is true. Small. That card is busted. <laughs> okay, I might not have known that one was good. I'll give you, I'll give you yeah. that. <laughs> and I, you know, I don't even know what Slicer is. It's a car. What? Coming at you. Just play them both together in the same deck. Auntie Flight as a backup when can as a backup, yeah. <laughs> nice. Could you just All right, yeah, wait, the, a little off topic here, but could you just play Slicer if you just want to be aggressive? Just in the ninety nine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the last Why game not? we saw with Slicer ended mostly because I copied it with a clone, and <laughs> the, my yeah, non-commander right. version was pretty devastating. A seven-seven so. clone. It was, yeah. A seven, yeah, that was a lot of a lot of damage. <laughs> but yeah, I think you could just play it in the ninety-nine. You just want damage, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Game's gonna end somehow. Game's gotta end. See, join me, Seth. <laughs> Auntie versus Auntie and Slicer, best friends forever. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll team up next time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Krim, your third favorite. So what do we got. I've got Bellacor, the Dark Master. 
Uh, it is. I'm going up the actual curve here of Grixis. <laughs> I went four drop, five drop. Now I'm at a six drop. Uh, it is a flying demon noble, uh, prince of chaos. When Bellacor, the dark master, enters the battlefield, you draw X cards and you lose X life, where X is the number of demons you control. Then it has a second part, Lord of Torment. Whenever another demon enters the battlefield under your control, it deals damage equal to its power to any target. So it's got a little bit of an impact tremors kind of thing or uh, whatever, the the dragon version, but for demons, right? I, what's the name of the two-man enchantment that gives haste to like, things with flying and then – I can't – yeah. Well, I know, uh, Dragon Tempest. I know what you mean. Yes, yeah, Dragon, Dragon Tempest. Tempest. There it is. It has a little bit of that minus the haste, but overall, I think, you know, you already knew I love Mono Black Demons. Um, I liked Rakdos, but the Grixis Demons, like, oh my god. Like, this year has been truly the year of Grixis. We have gotten so many good Grixis commanders. This is just my current top three. That's not counting my runner-ups like Lord Xander and all that, because I love Lord Xander, but there's just so many good Grixis commanders this year. And... I love Bellacor because it's not just demons. Um, I'm also playing. It's like a bit of a life swap kind of thing. A repay in kind, profane infusion or whatever. Like, like I'm playing all these big life swap things. And I like that Bellacor hits me every time he enters the battlefield because he helps me lower my health. So I can yeah. tr- like smooth that low health total around. And I'm also playing demons. So, you know, I'm just doing some like a lot of paying life shenanigans and I've got abyssal persecutor uh, up until the point where I just don't need him anymore. And then I sack him. So then you all lose the game. But yeah, like this is just a really, really good demon commander. And I love demon tribal and I like, it still does what demons does, but it, a lot of the the new cards that you got from the Warhammer precons, like I think we've all got like about a Warhammer favorite, right? Like the Warhammer mm-hmm. decks were really good, and Bellacor continues that. I really liked just it, it's it's demons, but it's a lot better than just mono black demons. I, I mean, this is just it. the best demon commander, right? Yeah. Like right. Just as far as power level, if you want to build the strongest demon deck, this is probably the way to go. Right. Uh, I played I mean, against like, somebody. In Vegas, that played a optimized Bellacore deck. It's nuts. It's just so much impact. Like usually, demons are super clunky, but uh, there was like they weren't trying to get their life total low. It's, obviously, there was like something that gave imps and demons and devils life link, uh, and oh, then all this yeah. damage uh, was very healthy for them. So. Oh, that was very impressive. That, uh, that was probably the swingiest games. The other side was Mirren and then me with Lonis and uh, Aristocrats Commander. But man, every round around the table, that everything looked so different because we had to stop each other and every turn cycle was nuts. Like Mirren is obviously crazy. And yeah, Bellacore. Oh my lord. This is very with cool with cool cards that you never see otherwise. That's kind of the theme for this episode. There's so much niche stuff, except for my commanders, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice to have access to, like, Prince of Thralls now that you have Mm -hmm. Grixis, right? Uh, And the commanders, like, the commander of the Warhammer decks gave you, like, Pink Horror, Magnus the Red, all these cool things. And you can pair it with even things like Thassa Deep Dwelling to just keep blinking. So you can kind of do what Seth loves with the Panharmonica. You can go on as demons. You can, you know, like, you can clone if you wanted to. Just adding that third color in there really gave you a good feel for, like, what you could do with demons. 
And I mean, if you read its abilities, like its first ETB is kind of like almost like a mini Erdragon on a six drop commander where you just like can refill yeah. your hand. And then the second one where it's dealing damage is so powerful, too. So the card just it reads like it's a uh, like an absurd card. It's just got so much powerful text on it. Yeah, I, I, I love the card as well. Like it does it does card draw. It does removal. And it's it's a helping a tribes that like aren't super big yeah but also i was i was scrounging around in the background because i also have it in a deck but in the 99 oh tribal 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 (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's so good it's both card it's thematic card draw and removal in the tribal tribal deck obviously play my changeling outcast take one gotcha yeah wow that part's not that good but like usually i have like six or so changeling on the battlefield and utb draw six lose six is like good and then you have a big he's a big old beater just by himself you know he takes names uh sweet arts i like him a lot i i I think one last thing also is that demons are like you had mentioned earlier they're really clunky they're usually like like seven plus mana um get out outside of a few but like this commander deck from the warhammer set really drops some good ones that are cheap like herald of slanesh uh it makes it it reduces your demon spells you cast by two other demons you control have haste like dude this this warhammer deck really really gave you good early demons uh it even gave you bloodthirster on top of that so wow this is a very very the warhammer pre-cons are absurd i love them there's also one gimmicky version of belcor that i kind of like uh to like i would bust it out for me before like a commander clash or something and that's Pairing uh, Bellicor with a companion that happens to be a demon called Garuda Doom of Depths. It's a six mana Demir legendary yeah. demon kraken, so demon, and it can be a companion as long as the only cards uh, your your starting deck contains only cards of even mana cost, which Bellicor is. Um, and when it enters the battlefield, each player mills four cards, and you put a creature card with an even mana value among the mill cards uh, onto the battlefield under your control. So if you if you decide to take the heavy restriction of only even mana cost, you can have this other companion, and then if you load up with like even costed you know clone effects, for example, then you can uh, cast Garuda. Hopefully, hit one of your clones, and then do the do the Garuda thing. Like it's it was a standard deck before. It was just basically hit your clones to try to keep going over and over again. But the nice thing I like about it is that it is a demon. So each time a Garuda is entering the battlefield, you're dealing yeah. six again and again with Bellacor. And also, there's a lot of good demons that are also six six uh, or even costs as well. So even if you're not hitting clones, you're going to hit like, you know, you can cheat out into like play like Sower, some giant Discord. big thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a little bit more meme because, you know, like you're, it's a Garuda deck, which is like, eh, but... Uh, I think it's it's really cute, and it would be fun for at least one game. I really want to try that at some point. Oh, I love Garuda. You wouldn't. I would play more than one game with. Yeah, don't give Phil ideas. (laughs) And then people would people would die fast. Like each time Garuda is entering the battlefield, that's six with Belcor again and again and again. Yeah, I mean, you might just win with the Garuda chain of like hitting clones that are copying (laughs) demons, right? Like it could just leave the table potentially. Yeah. I mean, I love doing that yeah. in Historic, so why wouldn't I want to do that in Commander, right? Heck yeah. <laughs> All right, Phil, 
Your third card from right. the year. Yes, this is not a card we have seen on Commander Clash since I didn't play it in the episode I could have played it. It's Urza Lord Protector. Three mana, two four human artificer and artifacts instant and sorcery spells cost one less to cast and for seven mana it melts with the might stone and the weak stone am i going to read all of this um so yes. let's let's <laughs> just talk about it. the creature wow i didn't think I about think it was a spark note a summary of it uh, so first of all it's it seems very boring and it kind of is it's just a three mana <laughs> creature that makes wow, what a yeah, it makes everything in your deck co cost one less, uh, which, yeah, turbocharges any artifact deck. I play it a lot in Historic Brawl. I don't, yeah, I'm sorry. I might play it in Commander one day, but I'm going to be instant enemy number one because all you do with this is go off real hard, as hard as you can with artifacts, instant and sorceries. And yeah... You can try to pay seven mana, fuse it with the Mike Stone, Might Stone, and the Weak Stone, and get an absurd Planeswalker. But I'm not even sure if that's good in Commander. You can exile stuff. Yeah, I, the removal I mode's mean, not bad, but it probably still like the problem with uh, Planeswalkers is you just die a lot. But yeah. if it lives, it's the, absurd. Fun fact about Might Stone and Weak Stone, though. So it's a five mana double power stone pretty much so it create it taps for two mana but you can only spend them on non-artifact spells or activated abilities just don't spend them on non-artifacts but when it enters the battlefield you either there are two cards or give a creature minus five minus five uh this has does not have color identity uh if i understand the rules correctly yes it melts into a azurius colored thing but you should be able to play it in Mishra. That's why I, I, I googled it if I could play it from mm -hmm. Mishra in Mishra. And Magic Online didn't allow me to do this, but I should be able to do this. And then you can copy it. You should be able to, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I just love how how the deck just goes off if you have Urza. I'm not sure if that's you're probably gonna hate it, be hated off the table <laughs> if you show up with Urza. It just sounds like oh, I'm gonna storm off. That's it. Anytime you and hear yes, Urza, it's, 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 it's usually going to be followed by something. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, but it's also it's so hard to meld it in Commander. Oh, the melt like, oh, no part is just gravy. Yeah. I don't even try to meld it in. Oh, oh, that's like that's the only fun part for me. Oh, it is. Oh, fun, yeah, I get but... to meld it. I get to take the one card and I put the other card and I put them together and I get a yeah. doubly <laughs> big card. Oh my god! Sure, but that's uh, magic. That's so magic. How how do you play it then, Phil? Like a like Mystic Forge and just cost yeah, reducers and Forge, try to go through your cost, whole back type yep, of thing. Try to go off. That's. Maybe I, I'm not sure if that's fair to say it in commander as a commander because in one v one, I don't have to feel so guilty for this. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. I feel like if I bring this to a table and go like, "Oh, Manorok was a blah 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 blah, blah and do something like yeah. this," and then uh, watch me play, boys. Yeah, <laughs> it's just super fun. I couldn't. It's by far the most played commander, even though I played it in historic brawl. Uh, it's it's super fun, and yeah, you can tutor up Mightstone and Weakstone. A uh, fun fact: there's this thing that tutor tutors up a mana rock. There was uh, like mm -hmm. Discord around it. If it's good, uh, this the it's Mightstone the midnight something. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, moon, moon, up a power moon, silver, silver key. Moon, silver yeah. key could be, yeah. So it tutors up uh, an artifact with a mana ability, and Mightstone and Weakstone is a mana artifact. So you can play this oh. for free, tap it, get the Mightstone, Weakstone, and meld away. But you're probably going to get blown out for this. Just letting you know. Just play your yeah, the worst. deck. The worst is when you pay the seven mana and they kill it in response. Like that's that's the whole time <laughs> blowout. You just like skip yep. your turn. Like oh okay, <laughs> whatever. Doom blade. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's it's actually worse if they kill it after the first activation of Urza, because then they also killed the Mightstone and the Weakstone. Oh yeah, uh, that's true. Ugh, yeah. No, I just love plus, cost reduction. Plus effects. they give and, you that little that little taste of sweetness. You're like yeah. oh my god, I was so close to getting <laughs> yeah, cool thing. Like, it ah, did it. Like, it yeah. did it. Resolve. <laughs> It's I just, it's we've never seen, I guess, uh, the the sun, whatever, the immortal sun reduced everything uh, by one. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we yeah. rarely oh, yeah. see artifacts, instant and sorceries. It's usually artifacts or it, instant wow. sorceries. And, and coming out of the command zone. Ooh, like that that really changes yeah. things compared to a brawl. Well, I guess brawl does it for instance and sorceries. But coming out of the command zone just makes it so much more consistent when you're using it like a combo piece. Mm-hmm. Love it, and I mean it's it's the fact that it's artifacts is like the major thing because yeah. like we have cost reducers for instance sorceries, but artifacts oh, we in have command them zone for artifacts mm-hmm. as well. But uh, having one yeah. in the command zone makes it very zone? easy to make everything cost zero in the end. Uh, yeah, I mean, what about Good supply llama? We can't. We don't <laughs> want to forget about supply llama. That's yep. very good at reducing the cost. Oh, that's on a very good. Whew. It yes. actually is. We need a commander supply llama. Ethereum sculptor for the ones that didn't buy the, <laughs> the <Yeah>. supply <laughs> llama. What do you mean Ethereum sculptor? All I know is supply llama. <laughs> yeah, it's like a supply llama in the command zone. Super good. Wait, is it even a creature type llama? No, no it's, it's I have nuts. no idea. It's a Videlkin artificer. I don't know why they. So what, uh, how is that a supply llama? I no don't understand. Why, why is it not? Are there Videlkin in Fortnite? No. Obviously, no. I don't know why it's not like Squidward. <laughs> which, which there there were so many top. better. There were so many yeah, better things so that yeah. it could have been, but no, who knows? Imagine low effort secret lairs. Who would have? Thought? <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that. The, actually, for, the Fortnite players. Lairs. The Fortnite players don't know the difference. Like, oh, Delkin artifact. <laughs> it's a llama. <laughs> They're twelve. They don't know the difference. <laughs> eh, more like not eight, maybe. But okay. <laughs> Next card, <laughs> like twenties. Oh, talking about Pretty Fortnite bold. though. One quick. Remember when Mr. Beast did a collaboration with Arena? So, oh sort of. yeah, yeah, yesterday yeah. sort of did a collaboration with yeah. Arena. <laughs> so Fortnite had a new chapter, and I started up the game again. First of all, everything's new, everything's cool, new engine, whatever. They do so much for the game. Holy wow! I wish Arena would do a fraction of this. There's a Mr. Beast skin, and this weekend there's a one million dollar. Tournament. Man, imagine that support with Arena. Ooh. We still did we ever find out if the money went out from the Mr. Beast event on Arena? I'm, I'm sure, pretty the sure one they announced in Fortnite They announced, announced winners eventually. Okay. But yeah, so nice. presumably whether or not they actually played against Mr. Beast or like in intern, yeah. <laughs> no one knows because it wasn't like on camera anywhere, but yeah. Yeah, it's just a weird and people complain about Fortnite, but man, they are the best supported game I've ever seen. And it's the best gameplay I've ever seen. I'm sorry. You can hate me for it. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Death on the haters. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, we'll get, we'll get back on track. We have one more, and then we're done. And then you can all sleep. <laughs> all right. My last card. My last card would have been Ishin Two Heavens as one, as uh, rounding out the third. But I still have another attacky commander, because you always have more attacky commanders out there. And that is Gix Yogmoth Praetor, a.k.a. Mono Black Edric, which I love. Uh, this is a three-mana... 3-3, legendary creature, Phyrexian Praetor. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to one of your opponents, its controller may pay one life. If they do, they draw a card. So whenever you're being... Whenever people are attacking anyone who's not you, and they deal combat damage, they can pay one life, draw a card. Excellent. And then it has a big old activated ability. Seven mana, four triple black. Discard X cards. Exile the top X cards of your target opponent's library. You may play lands and cast spells from among... Cards exile this way without paying their mana costs. So this is Mono Black Edric. You want to fill your deck with just like one drops that are super evasive, maybe two drops as well. Um, hit people, draw a lot of cards, and then you're basically like just dumping your ex- super crazy big hand size into the activated ability um, and just cast your opponent's spells too, which are probably better than your deck full of one drops uh, and win the game that way. So it's both like a finisher and a card draw engine, both in a three-drop delicious delicious. And there's just like a lot of cool things you can do because you're drawing so many cards. You can just be reckless with it. You can like exile a black card from your hand uh, to cast Force of Despair for free and destroy all creatures that enter the battlefield this turn. Uh, what? Maybe exile two black cards from your hand, Soul Spike, for free, for free. Uh, deal four damage to target creature or player and gain four life. Uh, you can, you're going to be discarding a lot of uh, cards down to hand size nine times in ten. They're all just like crappy one drops. Why don't you play Songs of the Damned? Add one black mana to your mana pool for each creature in your graveyard for one black mana, instant speed. Uh, Dark Ritual, Defiler of Flesh, like blah blah blah. There's like, it's it's great. And then you just gary people or you strict save and stadium people or you just kill them with their own creatures. It's like, it's fair mono black and jerk. Edric is kind of nonsense because, like, you're in blue, so you have counter magic backup, so nobody can ever touch you. <laughs> and you have extra turn spells, which is the best way to win the game. This one doesn't have that. So you want to you wanna kill Gix? You, you kill Gix. All right, you got me. I'll reanimate it, but, like, you know, it's fair. It's very interactable. It is much fairer than Edric, I think. Like, just the colors yeah. make it a lot fairer than Edric. It's also... You don't lose life from drawing cards. Like, you don't even <laughs> do for free... I also oh, recently learned that it's uh, not great against the backside of Redain, God of the Worthy. I don't know. I was I was oh, playing oh. this in, <laughs> in Historic Brawl, and apparently the backside, uh, I thought it just prevented oh. a damage. It's a it's like Shia Valkmira Protector Shield. I thought it just prevented a damage to my opponent, but apparently makes targeting cost one more. So I I discarded <laughs> ten cards and tried to kicks, and that just like was popped up. Ooh, I countered. Sorry. So yeah. So be <laughs> be careful. There are there are ways you can get blown out discarding your hand to get but when it works it's really sweet i mean yeah we we, what is it on clash you threw your hand away and then it's just like you kind of just sat there for a little bit yeah i like that it's it's kind of like what you were talking about earlier with evelyn how it sort of a little bit scales to the table like because the best thing you do with it is steal your opponent's cards so if your opponent's playing a bunch of bad cards you're stealing a bunch of bad cards if they're playing a bunch of like overpowered stuff then you're stealing overpowered stuff so it's another one of those commanders that kind of has that scaling to the table vibe a little bit especially since most of your creatures are like one mana one one evasive creatures like there you have no power in your deck outside of gigs itself for the most part so like you're really dependent on like getting real creatures from your opponents (laughs) 
I think just like Evelyn, like the only thing that will scare people a lot. Well, other than the fact that you're drawing obscene amounts of cards, yeah. right? Like it's scary that you'll be like, oh, I constantly have like 15 cards in my hand with like a thought vessel out or something like that. Like that's scary. It doesn't matter that it's like all one drops, you know, like that aren't really doing much. But then the scary thing with Evelyn too is like if you're a combo deck, if you have like an integral piece, like let's say you're like, I'm playing Lonus even. You're not even a combo Lonus, but you have like a Ketting manufacturer there. Oh, yes. You do not want your manufacturer to be exiled, just, right? Like that just is say like, Caldra, Tomer. Just like, say, <laughs> use the right example. Caldra. <laughs> you're trying to assemble Caldra, <laughs> like Caldra. and someone gigs yeah. is a piece. Every time, <laughs> every time I bring out Caldra, you all have to be like on some nonsense, gaunty nonsense. Also, I, by I the could way, never. I won with Caldra. I killed somebody with Caldra. Nobody in the comment section cared. What? <laughs> what? We, we paid a, we paid did. him off to not se- to not celebrate. Shh, don't you know celebrate. how hard it is to win Caldra. You killed with literally everything before the Caldra. The Caldra. <laughs> what? Like, it's one of those like if if I had that if you had a, a a stiff breeze would just like straight up kill me right like so. <laughs> Whatever. All right, you try to win with Caldra. How about that? All right. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. All right. New Year's resolution, Crim wins of Caldra. We'll that, see it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah, so this is like, I don't know. I feel like I would bring this to like a more chill table. Because, yeah, like it's strong. But if you just keep killing Gix, the deck literally doesn't do anything. And you don't have blue to back you up. So, like, I can't force a well, you know, your removal spell. I'm just going to try and like unearth Gix or something. You know, Malakir or birth it. Yeah. So I think it's like more chill, and also you will kill yourself. Like if you keep drawing cards, <laughs> you're yep. gonna die. Seth <laughs> so, went to like yes. one, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I ended up at like one. Yeah, we we went all. You got to go yeah. all the way if you're playing gigs. You always got to discard your whole hand. There's no picking and choosing. Yes. Oh, I'm gonna keep my good cards. No, you just gotta pitch them all and see what happens. And you always yeah. gotta draw. Unless you, if you're at one life, you get a pass. But otherwise, you gotta you gotta say yes. You can't say no. Heck yeah. The art is sick. It's just it's fun times. Yeah, it is. I really like this commander too. I think it's. I have a lot of fun playing it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that does it, everybody. We covered uh, three cards each, so twelve total. Um, we got through it, and uh, obviously this is just our favorite of the year. So let us know what you like the most from this year. Uh, leave a comment with your favorite commanders from twenty twenty two. I love to check out to see what people are vibing with, you know, and maybe yeah. maybe there's some commanders that we didn't even like look at really because, you know, I mean, there's we, still there's only so many commanders. Starn, there's, so many. there's so much from this year. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we do. have We have like even honorable mentions and stuff. But yeah, let us let us know. What do you think about this year of magic and commander in general? Um, comments. Yay. All right. That's it, everybody. Uh, we're tired. Or some people are tired. Sometimes somebody has to go to bed. I'm going actually. to bed. <laughs> Golden to boy's bed. going to bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds good. Uh, good night, everybody. Happy New Year's. Uh, we will be back with the podcast next week in the New Year. See you in 2023. Joke doesn't get old. <laughs> hey. What are you, a math teacher? <laughs> Boom. All right.